Welcome, our listener, to another episode of Spam, Spam, Spam Humbug. This is episode 150 of the podcast. And it's actually an episode of the podcast, not a reading of Through the Moongate, another chapter of Andrea Cantato's book. It's also the first episode, if you can believe it, it's mid-March in 2021, and it is the first episode that we managed to record this year. We actually did record one other episode, but unfortunately, due to issues with our recording bot, that is lost to time and the electrons that comprise the internet. So, this is episode 150, take two, I guess you could say. And, you know, there's a lot of different topics that we cover, because of course we always cover a lot of different topics, although I think the main topic is like modding and broken games and modding games and things just not working right and that's really actually the theme of the whole podcast because hey we haven't actually had a successful recording session in several months and we are so rusty at this it's going to come out in the episode i apologize but have a listen anyways as always this episode of spam 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 humbug is brought to you by our patreon backers patreon.com slash ultima codex if you would like to join that hearty crew Thank you to everyone who supports the podcast and the Codex by that means. And as always, a hearty thank you to our co-producers, Seth, Golden Flame, Dominic, Violation, Helgriff, Gronk, Pascal, Thorwan, and now, John. All right, that's enough blather for me. It's been a while since we've done this. Let's hop into the episode. bringing out the big guns well i you mentioned hero quest and i did oh, i did what i did i don't know if google would have this this is like way back in time yeah, no, I'd something have very to, specific i can tell yeah i'd have to go probably back to my lightroom libraries um for <laughs> one of my good friends um still touch base with them i mean less so obviously now with the the whole not seeing anybody ever thing. anybody yes thing that's going on lately but but, but you're not, not so bitter you're, you're not bitter about it in the slightest yeah well you know um no there was a uh so you know back when i was still actively involved in rovers my uh one of my friends spent he spent a while thinking this one up but basically it was uh he took hero quest you know classic board game and also apparently the reason that um quest for glory was renamed from heroes quest but anyways yeah that's neither here nor there uh anyways yeah so he took hero quest and he readapted it as trogdor quest and he even made like you know sort of a custom somewhat hacked together trogdor minifig that uh and yeah the whole idea was you know you had to get through his quest and uh end the burninator although i think in the end it was revealed that the burninator could not actually be killed or like we had missed the important weapon that would allow the burninator to be killed so <laughs> that ended poorly not for trogdor yeah well yes that's true too live to actual burninator now though I have it. I backed it on Kickstarter. I have a copy. It's uh, it's actually quite a lot of fun. Burninating the peasants. Yeah, it it's actually quite a lot of fun. I uh, when when my well now we're all out of rovers, 
because uh, of course he aged out at 26, which was a little while ago. But we still get together with uh, just periodically, like, you know, we'll, uh, someone will be just like, hey, come on over, I'll fire up the barbecue in the smoker and we'll just, you know, like bring whatever you want to cook and we'll have a good time with it. And uh, the last time we had this, which is not long before the onset of the pandemic, actually, um, I had just gotten Trogdor Quest. And so it was like, oh, I'm totally bringing this over because we got to try this. And it was, it's actually a darn fun game. They did a good job with it. So I'm looking forward to, to playing that again. But it's definitely, everybody has to be in on the... The spirit of it. And, and you really have to be in on the joke, you know, to, to, to really get it. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that Homestar is not quite as possible, popular as it used to be because in this day and age, Strong Bad would be canceled. There is no doubt in well, my mind. I don't oh, know about God. I don't know. I don't know if he would be. I mean, the thing about there we go. I don't know. I I well, we don't I, have to I'm, get into all that. I just wanted to say that. That's all. <laughs> I think I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I mean, like, yes. Yeah, I might be wrong. Trogdor was definitely, you know, sort of aping that. Um, yeah. Go on and say it. Lucadors. Lucadors. Is that is that luchador? the term? Like luchador. Thank you. Um, I'll tell you what I think about the English. <laughs> classical classical language training of a different sort for me so i don't always uh c ch as a, as a guess often comes out as a hard k for me but yeah so you know he's kind of definitely riffing on that luchador concept but i mean th- that whole series is just so off the wall like you know i don't think there there are probably people who would be offended by it but i hope they would be a very small minority because you know I like it's it just I was quoting like one particular uh, email where he was saying like offensive things. Like it was like offensive things Strongbad would say. He's like, oh, I'll tell you what you think about the English. And <laughs> it just kept yeah. up there. I don't know if you remember that one. I, oh, I've seen them. I have most of them on DVD, actually. I, I ordered uh, all the box sets. So, yeah. I don't know. I think there, there's there's certain kinds of comedy that I think still fly. And I, I think they're just that whole the way they did comedy, it was just, it wasn't like irreverent, but neither was it like, I don't know. I just, I don't have the right word for it. I can't, I can't call the word to mind, but it was just, it was a very particular brand of comedy that was kind of just, it was just zany, you know? I, I am, I am glad that it hasn't been ruined. I think from what I've read and heard, uh, the brothers chaps have gotten multiple offers from Cartoon Network to all these different places uh, yeah, well, make like they, cartoon yeah. stuff, but they, they, I think they recognize if they did that, they would lose control, you know, creative control of the characters. So, well, I think, well, I think they did go on to, you know, how to animate or careers. I'd heard that at least one of them ended up working at Disney, but yeah, the characters themselves that they've created, they, they're, they're doing the, uh, well, they're not quite pulling a full Bill Watterson because of course you'll recall that Bill Watterson very famously like there's basically no legitimate Calvin and Hobbes merchandise. Almost any Calvin and Hobbes merchandise you find is unlicensed because Watterson insisted on, you know, having just the utmost creative control over Calvin and Hobbes. And yeah, he rarely, maybe never actually licensed out Calvin's image or Hobbes's image for use in any kind of merchandise. So like most of those, you know, if you see like the Calvin peeing on something, uh, bumper sticker or window sticker on a, on a truck, 
it's almost I guarantee you unlicensed. Oh yeah, no. That's that's the sad uh you know unintended consequence of that, but at the same time you can easily just ignore that and appreciate yeah, well, I mean, comics. Yeah. I, I can't I can't blame him for wanting to have, you know, just as much just to defend his creation as much as he felt was necessary, right? Calvin and Hobbes is a classic. And, you know, it's an amazing, I mean, it's just, it's an amazing story and it's an amazing vehicle for thought in addition to being darn funny a lot of the time, but there's a lot more to just Calvin than the jokes, right? Like it's a really, really serious thing underneath the comedy. And if Bill Watterson felt that it was just, you know, not licensing it out was what he needed to do to protect that thing that he created. Well, he created a pretty impressive thing. So, you know, I don't really fault him for that. Um, and the brothers chaps have not gone to quite that extreme, but they have definitely been very targeted in terms of, you know, what sorts of merchandise they've allowed or like the video game crossovers that they did with telltale. Um, you know, they've been very cautious with the property and, I can't fault them for that either because, you know, again, it's just one of those things that's, is a really good thing and it's just fun to enjoy. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see it diminished, uh, in the way that something like say a Garfield became, you know? Oh man. Can you imagine? I can't, I can't like, the only thing I can watch with my son are like the eighties, uh, specials and Garfield and friends. It's about all I can stomach. Because there was something there. There was something there at one point that, you know, was generally well done, but it's so watered down now. Yeah. I used to, I used to enjoy buying like the, uh, when we had like book fairs in school, I used to enjoy buying the, uh, the Garfield compilations, right? Which was, you know, just like a thick book of whatever, some amalgamation of strips, usually from a few years prior. Um, but like at some point, yeah, it just like, it changed. It's like, there's this point and i think i could even find it like in one of the books that i bought where it's like the jokes just it started to become stale like stuff was just getting recycled mass uh i don't know mass production of a cartoon strip that i don't know i i highly doubt that um what's the guy's name i i, I highly doubt he's drawn one of those in yeah, yeah jim davis like when's the last time he actually drew a strip uh, like one of those, one of the comic strips. I don't really know for sure, but uh, one cool thing about Garfield, though, um, I still love, and this is kind of ancient as far as web stuff goes now, but I still love uh, Garfield minus Garfield. Um, oh Jim, yes, Jim Davis. I think like I still have that on Feedly. He officially endorsed that at one point. Like he, like he enjoyed it for what it was, which is just, you know, it, and it becomes so like existential. For John, it's like <laughs> terrifyingly existential for yeah. John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I followed that for you. It's probably still on my feedly, but I haven't checked that in a while, so I'd have to actually go back and look. But yeah, I remember following that uh, for the longest time because it's yeah, and and sometimes uh, sometimes I think they would remove Odie too, right? So then it was like super mad of course you have to be careful with doing that because of course then you know well and i mean sometimes it was just funny right because it's just like a blank frame and then another blank frame and then john walks in and says something like completely random <laughs> yeah exactly we have eliminated all context from this comment mm-hmm. hope you enjoy and at 
half the time it was actually funny, but in that sort of despairing kind of way, right? Like it's, it's, it, it's sort of like doing the experiment of um, removing the laugh track from, well, pick any comedy show, but the worst one is Fraser. If you I actually, I, I think there's a, you can make a pretty strong argument for taking the laugh track off of Roseanne as well. Mm, I mean, in terms of like the, what happens when you do, um, because if you actually watch Fraser without the laugh track, it is just the most depressing show on television. Roseanne would probably be a really close second. Roseanne would probably be a really close second. But Fraser is just the most dysfunctional, depressing show without the laugh track. I, I could say that for like, I think I watched one of like a clip of, of Seinfeld that was like that. Took out the laugh track and it becomes this like, this like latent horror under everything. Yeah, I could see that. It's kind of one of those, yeah, show about, yeah. It's a know, show about really the great followed, old ones. Yeah. I never really followed Seinfeld that closely. Um, my wife had, we, I mean, back when DVDs were still a thing that we regularly picked up, you know, Netflix is now. Um, like we have several of the seasons of Fraser on DVD. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing some clips of like someone who had gone through and basically removed the laugh track from few Fraser episodes and it's just like wow this is dark (laughs) dark and kind of terrifying okay laugh Uh, we need you to laugh otherwise you'll see the how terrible this actually is well yeah I mean and it's not like it's not well you know I mean they're all talented actors you know they all play their parts exceedingly well but yeah it's just they're actually acting out a, a deep and profound human tragedy it's just that you know the laugh track is kind of there to Remind you that, oh yeah, we're, this is supposed to be a joke, kind of, I guess. Laugh. Don't think very hard. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, suppose there's some conditioning that goes on with that too, right? It's like, wait, why am I laughing at this? This is actually a really terrible thing. Why am I supposed to be, why is this funny? Why is this supposed to be funny? Because what am I being conditioned, conditioned for? You've been conditioned to laugh when we play this sound. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got Oblivion to work. Yeah, you were saying that on uh, on Discord there. How did uh, do tell? And while you do tell, I'm going to go and do part two of getting this dough that I'm making for later uh, ready. But yes, because you were struggling getting Oblivion to work for a while, um, which is not surprising because it was never wow. the most stable game to begin with. And I, buddy. I I wasn't even aware that this that obli- getting Oblivion running was like a thing. I, uh, guess I guess I've just been like dumb lucky in that regard. <laughs> Rothbard, take it away. Tell us your struggles. Well, uh, I think my struggles continue now. Actually, I just oh, put it up into the waterfront. I, 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 okay. So apparently, this vortex thing was. Whoa! There's a giant. There's a giant yellow cube with an exclamation point walking toward me. That okay. can't be comforting. My mods are not. Uh, wow. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I wish you could see this. Um, Share your screen. Can I do such a thing? How do I? We're do in that? Discord. You can absolutely do that. What's the What's the key? Uh, let me hop over to where I need to be to look. Uh, yeah. When you go, do, do you see where the where the voice channel is? Yeah, I see the go voice the, right, on the, the upper bo- left. Yeah, go to the bottom where it says voice connected. 
And right below that should be buttons called video and screen. Okay. Okay. Click, oh, Actually, I'll need that. You might want to click one called screen. Okay. Share my screen. Um, and, then just, and then just basically go back to what you were doing. And the other people watch following the channel, like it won't like, like it won't show up in Kenneth's thing because that's just audio, but the other people following the voice channel right now should see a little thing pop up next to your name that says live, and they can click it and they can see the screen that you have. And that's okay. how it's supposed to work. Let's see how it goes. I, I, I heard the happy sound. There's the live box. Yep, watch stream. Okay, I'm just waiting for it to load up. Are you seeing uh, right now I'm still Oh, wait, I need to pick the person. Uh, Rothbard Chlorthos, live. Okay, uh, right now I'm just seeing a little screen with two blue boxes. I think that's, I don't know if it's like queuing up the data from you, like, like, I don't know if it's buffering or something like that. So maybe it hasn't started yet. Or if it's just not working, I'm not sure which. Let me see. I, I've never, I've never done such a thing before. So I'm going to stop that. Uh, the stream has ended. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Here we go. Stream, stream the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Okay, okay. Go live. Stream pause. Oh, yep. Now I see it. I see your pause screen. Whoa, it, it crashed. And uh, it you crashed. You minimized the application. And yeah, that caused it to crash. <laughs> okay. Now, how do I do that from inside the game? That's the big question here. That is the question I'm not certain of because... Um... Let me see. Let's see if I if I could do it from um, when I get to the. I know something's already off because none of the music I mean, or sound is playing. Yeah, that I mean, could be because I'm connected to Discord. Okay, I mean, you had it working for a moment because I saw like the pause screen where it has like the menu of options, like you know, save, load, resume, and all exit and all that, and then it suddenly cut out. So for a moment there, you had it working. Okay, I had an option to go live that popped up, but I didn't. I, I can't click on it. It's like. If I do Weird. like, I tried, um, tried shift tab to see if I could, I'm going to alt tab to try to do this again. And maybe, I mean, usually what happens when you go, you, when you hit the button, brings a little thing that says screen share, then you click which one of your programs it's running. You want to share. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if running, I did it again. I don't know if running oblivion in full screen is somehow causing that choke maybe that's one of the many issues that oblivion has with modern hardware i don't know <laughs> i mean it only has a bunch so i Clordos was struggling to get it running earlier in the week okay all right Bethesda softworks we'll go see the weird thing is i'm seeing on the upper left uh an overlay from discord and it shows uh all y'all on a list and it's also saying go live but there's no way that I can click go live. You cannot get you flask. Diggy diggy hole. But anyway, I'm I'm out on the waterfront in the Imperial City. I did the alternate start on the ship thing, and uh, yeah, all the people are like these big um, walking blocks. So yeah, I, I messed up the mod somewhere. Yeah. Either I really wish I could stream it though, because it's it's uh, pretty funny. Either that or one or more of your mods is not playing well with others. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can grab a screenshot, I'll make it the episode uh the episode art. Mm, okay, yeah, I will do that. That's worth a reload before I try to correct any of this. 
So Kenneth, you mentioned some kind of topic uh, in relationship to a, a game or the game or oh god, the game? oh god, not the game. <clears throat> that was like a week or two ago, but I don't, I don't even know. You didn't really go into any detail. Oh yeah, I had an idea for how to wrap up the episode, but I don't know if we're quite done yet. <laughs> oh okay, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know it was like wrap up. So it's all good. Yeah, I. Uh, among the various podcasts that I follow, there was one that had a, an interesting idea that I want to explore a little bit. But, okay, so, uh, so it is not that the game. No, it is a more differenter game. I'm pretty sure that we have both just lost the game. Ah, no, you have not, because we have not even started it yet. Although, that reminds me that I need to make sure that I still have the relevant... Uh, where is that here? <clears throat> there it is, okay. We're all good. Ah, yeah, I don't know. My goodness, we haven't done this in a while. Perhaps that's for the best. Maybe. I mean, you know, you know, it's funny because, like, in theory, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And in theory, there's still, you know, restrictions and lockdowns. And depending on where you are in the world, there are more of those or less of those. Yes. For example, you could be in Texas where things are stupid. Well, I mean, like, we're... I think we still have a mask mandate, but we're, you know, trying to open things up more. I'm going to actually be able to register my kids for swimming lessons starting next week. So that's a welcome thing. Um, mm, but you're also, you're also in a place that's managing it better than we are here. Well, there's just less people here. But um, I suspect even if we broke it down proportionately, you'd still be managing it better than we are here. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess. I mean... Truth be told, you know, I I can continue to appreciate the seriousness of this thing based on how novel it is, but at the same time, in so many respects, I do feel just over all of this um, because there's just so much where it's just like, nope, I just, I want to get out camping again. Nope, I want to, <laughs> that's actually the big one for me. So I want to get out camping with my scouts again. Um, it's, it's all well and good doing the virtual meetings and some of the in-person stuff that we can do now, but, you know, at, at some point it's just, ugh. We're really missing a core piece here. And I miss it. I miss it terribly. So, anyways, well, that's a yeah, digression. And no, abs- no it's, it's, it's absolutely fair and reasonable to feel that way. Yeah. Anyways, that's a digression. Mm-hmm. Um, but where, shoot, where the heck was I even going with this? I had a point, and it's completely derailed, because that's how my brain works. Just like, ah, oh, well, we'll just dump everything else. That can't yeah. have been that important. Yeah, there's a new sign you set of chain train tracks. Let's go down it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, legit. What were we talking about before this? What was I trying to build towards? You see, you 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 ask as though I know, and there, therein lies the humor. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, well, I was just oh, that's right, because like it's it's been such a this has been just such an odd year, you know. I I'm still working from well, mind you, I was always working from home even before the pandemic started, so that doesn't really count for much. <clears throat> but you know, like <laughs> I'm still my office is still mostly shut down. Um, Mm-hmm. but I've just been staggeringly busy these last few months. Like it's, it's crazy actually, you know, even, um, some of the people that I regularly correspond with, I've, you know, had to basically like write little apologies to them. He's just like, I'm sorry. I haven't written in the last two months. I don't know why I'm so darn busy, but I am. Um, cause like on the one, on the one hand, there shouldn't be a lot going on. And yet on the other hand, it seems that my is. days, it seems that, yeah, my days are kind of more packed than ever, which is weird, 
in its own way. And yet, I don't know, it's happening. So, I mean, I guess it's good to be working and it's good to, you know, have other stuff going on. I'm glad that things like scouting are still able to proceed for us in what ways we can make them. And we're kind of alternating between in-person and virtual events right now. Um, kids are all in school. That seems to be going well. But yeah, it's just been crazy, crazy busy. And, you know, here we are. It's coming up on the middle of March and we're finally doing the first one of these in 2021, um, which, and that's been partly helped by the fact, you know, like partly there's been some pressure off, um, because of course I've been doing those through the Moongate readings for, uh, Andrea Cantato, which that's been, and that's been fun, right? Like producing those has been, uh, something new and different, which I've enjoyed taking on. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of just like, you know, we should actually really get back to doing the podcast podcast at some point here and then it's like i know we tried a couple of times and then it just kind of kept falling through for various reasons but ugh. i think it worked that time by the way oh did you get it to work it's it says i'm live yeah well, um i do see let me uh let me punch up your stream one second oh yeah i got you i watch what you're doing technically All right, right. Technically, I've been streaming the, the the World of Warcraft I'm playing, but I'm going to turn that off because it's really... I was about to ask what that was. Well, First that certainly all, looks like Oblivion. Oh, wow. There's a lot of yellow blocks there. That's what I'm saying. Those are supposed to be people? Uh, I assume that one that's sort of rocking its way down the lane is... Wow. Uh, um, wow. It's like Skyrim. It's like uh, Cyrodiil has been invaded by gelatinous cubes. Here it comes. Ah. Head out into the wilderness and see if the monsters look like that as well. <laughs> oh, wait. No, like, that looks like an arm. Or, uh, no, oh, wait. Oh, they're no, the, oh yeah. It's, exclamation it's an exclamation yeah. point. Yes. Going, they're going home to their brethren. Wow. Yes, I know I'm streaming. I want to stop streaming. That's, uh... Well, there's one. There are people. Oh, there are people there. So what are the other things? Okay, now, now they look like now those actually look like people. Yeah, I have no idea. What it what, could like be the worst case of texture pop in ever. It could. Well, there's hey, hey man. Um, hmm. ah, there's the stop screaming button. I can drop back to just watching. It's not going to be good for to. the podcast because there, you know, nobody is seeing what's visually happening. Well, turn back and I'll uh, capture a screenshot here. Okay. Yeah. To face the ship, so we can see the army of gelatinous cubes. There's always room for Jello. I just, I just like how those ones in the back are just sort of rocking, rocking around as they walk down the lane. But I have no idea, like, what's up with this white ship? I, I think, yeah, my mods have just gone crazy. That's what's going on. I did not. They're not properly stacked. No. (laughs) There we go. That's a good shot. I got that one. Okay. Use that as my cover art. You know, Vortex, you know, stuff like the Nexus mod stuff is like really bad from the standpoint that it makes you feel like everything's going to work perfectly. And then it really doesn't. You see, you, you, you can't just presume that because it's on the Nexus that it is properly balanced against anything else on the Nexus. This is not That's a actually... safe... This is not a safe assumption to make. <laughs> That's actually one of the reasons that I enjoy, um, like I haven't used too many mods for Mass Effect Andromeda, but there's a couple that I installed 
And um, most of them have to be implemented with what's called the Frosty Mod Manager. And the nice thing about that one is it does all the conflict checking for you. Yes, well, that's because so just some like, of the Mass Effect fandom are, how should we say this, crazy dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the Frosty Mod Manager actually might have come out of the Battlefield community, which granted does not mean that they are less dedicated, Battlefield being what it is, because um, it's for any Frostbite Engine game. But yeah, like the end result is it does a lot of checking to make sure that, you know, like if you are applying multiple mods, it'll say, oh, hey, both of these mods are trying to overwrite the same resource. Um, <laughs> you, you need to pick between them. If you, something will go screwy if you try to proceed. Yeah, it's like you need to pick between these two things because otherwise it's going to be bad, you need, which, you, need, you know, is kind of appreciated. You need to choose between which of your two children is your favorite. Uh, and then like more recently, I... Uh, um, I got into Mass Effect 1 and I'm doing Mass Effect 2 again as well. Um, kind of, I couldn't wait for the Legendary Edition. See, I'm, I'm alright with that because the Legendary Edition is supposed to be going live on my birthday. So I, it's, I, I basically bought it as a present to myself. Well, that's fun. Um, so I just, I couldn't quite wait for the Legendary Edition. So I just decided to... Um, I wonder if I wonder if that Oblivion music is going to make it into the recorded stream that Craig gets. I guess it, we'll find out. I never heard the music. Like for some reason, it never played it while I was. You know, I didn't hear that channel. Well, you know what? We'll find out. This is all new, anyways. <laughs> It'll be but an I, experiment. It'll be a blast. Yeah, but anyways, so I installed. Um, there's so there's a couple of. You know, like you were saying about the Mass Effect community being very dedicated. Um, there's a lot. Two, well, there's there's a lot, and its companion Alov, which is the videos, getting the uh, AI upscale treatment, and then um, there's a lot. Basically, the only non-official uh, patches or whatever you want to call them that I use. Like I, I, I use like the DLC that I bought, and I use like the a the a lot uh, mods. There's Mutim too, the M E U I T M. I can't uh, remember if that's one of the ones that the A lot auto suggests you you get. It the next does. Game, in which case, it I does. might have it. Yeah. So those are those are the two that I've been experimenting with. But I do like that with the A lot installer, it's very very you know like explicit. Okay, if you want to install this, you know, do all this other stuff first, and then apply A lot. Yeah, apply us last always. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the improvement is pretty significant, right? Like I, I remember playing the original Mass Effect and I remember things like, you know, Garrus's face was always kind of called out as the the biggest uh, or the, the most visible example, because of course, you know, pretty much everybody has Garrus in the party and his face was definitely one that they didn't have um, a good texture for at higher resolutions. And so his face would look very pixelated you know, if you happen to be playing at full HD. Um, but it all looks quite grand now, which is nice. So, have been enjoying that. I uh, had to relearn Mass Effect 2's cover system, but... Huh, yeah. But, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd forgotten how fun those games were. Indubitably. It's all a distraction from finishing Andromeda, which is also a lot of fun. It's just that, you know, Mass Effect 2 runs a lot better on my increasingly aged hardware. I, uh, I like what the Frostbite engine is capable of, but it is definitely not kind to a GTX 960. No, 
No, no. Oops, that was not what I wanted to do. Oh, well. Right now, I'm... Uh, <laughs> it's funny, talking about scouts, right now I'm actually logged into the... Uh, so one of the virtual meetings that the scouts wanted to do was Minecraft. So I set up a Bedrock server that they can all log into. And I'm currently actually just logged in there myself, bulldozing the house that I built for myself because I want to try and build something a little different. I'm sorry, I no longer like this design. Crunch. That is literally what is happening. It's just that I made such a darn big house the first time, so now it's like taking me forever to dismantle. But whatever. Can't you I just got a better blow, idea. Can't you just blow it up? I could, but I'm getting trying the materials to... back. <laughs> well, I'm not getting the materials back anyways. I'm just literally just bulldozing this thing. But um, where I situated it, it would be really bad to try and use demolitions to take it out. Oh, how bad could it be? Um, I don't really want to destroy anybody else's stuff. Let's put it that way. Oh, you have very close neighbors. <laughs> yeah, well, it like it was kind of funny because, of course, you know, the scouts spent a meeting voting on what the requirements should be for the server. And then, of course, I put it together based on those requirements, which was, you know, they wanted it survival mode. They didn't want creative. They wanted it a certain difficulty level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, we gave it a particular seed. Because And actually, like, picking the seed was a lot of fun because, like, it was basically everybody gave me a couple numbers. And then I uh, – there's a website, actually, that kind of sort uh, – it's not perfectly accurate, but it does a reasonable job of showing you in low detail what the landform is going to look like based on a particular seed for a particular Minecraft edition. Right, so, right. So using this, I was able to, you know, take all of their numbers and iterate through them a few times until I found, you know, a pretty decent land mass. And uh, with that, I, um, you know, just built the server, set up the world, because, of course, a, a Minecraft server can only host one world at a time. Pesky and, limitations. Yeah, well, whatever. <clears throat> so I built the world, and it was fine. And... Uh, and then they logged in and started playing. And it was funny because, like, at first, everybody was kind of trying to play their own way. And um, some of them were getting mobbed by monsters. And, like, it was just, it was kind of a disaster. And then slowly they remembered that, oh, hey, we can actually, like, team up and collaborate and, and survive together. And so they did. No and, way. Uh, mutual, mutual assistance. Mm -hmm. well, well, and then, of course. What matters is this. Well, and then, of course, there's, you know, but even then, like, they got off to a pretty rocky start, and they're trying to build these rudimentary little shelters and, you know, leave it to me, the scouter, to do the scoutery thing. And I just kind of, while they were busying themselves trying to set up camp, I wandered off and just explored the surroundings a little bit and kind of, you know, it's like, hey, did you all see this village over here? Um, this village with no villagers? So uh, they moved into, <laughs> there were just all these houses here and the game, for whatever reason, it spawned a village, but it didn't spawn villagers. Look, and it's so, abandoned where. Yeah, literally. They're just like, oh, cool. Well, I guess we're moving well, in there. Squatters rights. Yeah. So they, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I built my big house and now I'm just kind of slowly tearing it apart here, but yeah. Brick by brick and stone by stone. So a little update on my part. Uh, there was a particular mod 
Oscuro's Oblivion Overhaul that uh, I disabled, and now the uh, the yellow blocks are gone, and everything's working generally as it should. But I hate it because I used to play with that overhaul. Uh, it helped a lot as far as making it more like a traditional RPG versus the you know the leveling of everything. Um, I don't know how to explain that, but you know how internal automatic automatic level scaling. Yes, level scaling. Scaling was the part that I missed there. Um, So, I mean, I still like I I love uh, RPGs like Gothic, where you can wander into a particular area of the map, and it's a little beyond your skill level, and you get completely slaughtered, and you realize, oh, I need to go back and level up a lot more. And it's very satisfying when you go back to that area after you've leveled up and you can, you know, tear up those same monsters that were destroying you before. I uh, mm. had my own unfortunate um, experience with automatic scaling because I, uh, GOG had a discount on Homeworld, the remastered edition. And, you know, I mean, I enjoyed playing Homeworld when it first came out and I'd never actually bothered picking up the remaster, but, you know, for five bucks, I'm not going to say no. So I picked it up and then I installed it. And as I started playing it, um, you know, like it, it, I sunk a lot of hours into Homeworld back in the day. And so a lot of it kind of came back very quickly. And I remembered specifically for mission three. So like, you know, if you know your Homeworld, right? Mission one is just kind of, you know, you're learning the basics of how to control units. Um, the mothership has just launched. It all seems to be going well. Mission two is, of course, where it starts to break down. You're, uh, you go to the outer reaches of the solar system, and you're supposed to rendezvous with a ship there, but it's been destroyed by pirates. And so you fight them off, and then you return. You know, Mission three is, of course, you return to your home planet, only to find that it's been nuked from orbit, and you know, you're all that's left except for six trays full of a whole bunch of cryo-sleeping colonists that are busily being attacked by uh, a couple of enemy frigates. The thing is, with the remastered edition, the difficulty of each mission auto-scales based on the number, uh, like based on the strength of your forces going into it. And I knew that I had a couple of frigates to tackle, along with a handful of like fighters and whatever else. So I had made a point of like building up my forces as much as I possibly could before I finished mission two. Oh dear. Yes. This made mission three instantly unwinnable. All six cryo trays were gone before I could even get any attack ships in place to defend them. Yes. You, you, you gamed the system from now how you knew it used to work. And then that came back and bit you in the behind. Yep. Cause there was a different system in play. Uh, yep. so, but it became very quickly apparent how to game that system. Yes. I think I remember seeing a post that you wrote about this somewhere. Yeah. I was talking about it on discord. So the way to game that system was get rid of all your combat units. If you get rid of all your combat units and all you come into the system with is, um, El Basico trash. No, um, repair Corvettes and salvage Corvettes. El Basico trash, yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The repair corvettes, you can swarm immediately to the cryo trays and save them. And the salvage corvettes, you can immediately swarm to the enemy cruisers and capture them. 
but it also drops back to just two enemy frigates, no fighters or corvettes supporting, right? So, so you can win the mission easily, but you're not getting a lot of enemy vessels out of it because you're just, there's not many to capture. Yeah. So, but then equally, you know, I'll take two frigates that I can capture reliably versus eight frigates that are going to wipe out all my cryo trays in a matter of seconds. Because the uh, cryo trays don't have a ton of health. So, but yeah, so that was a, a fun little realization. And uh, that's the only mission I think, though, where it's like really, truly terrible. Past that point, it's been pretty decent. It's funny. I keep, you know, it's like, yes, there's new games coming out, but I keep revisiting old games. Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, Homeworld. Well, you know, if they keep remastering them, it's, it's, it's like a new take on the old game. It's, like, it's not like you're playing the same game over and over again. Well, I mean, especially if they're going to change the mechanics on me, that's actually true. Exactly. But, you know, I mean, let's face it, I replay Ultima 6 so often anyways that the idea of revisiting a game, even if it is the same game that I've played before, is not really bothersome to me. Clearly not. Ugh. Hmm? Oh, sir? Oh, just surveying the uh, the scout's handiwork here and uh, trying to pick a place to actually build something. Diggy, I may worry dig- about that another time. Diggy, diggy hole. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, there's a couple of islands over here. Maybe I'll do that. Get yourself a nice subterranean house. Like, like the only thing on the surface is like a little single tiny well, so no one would have any reason suspecting you're down there. Yeah, could maybe do that. I don't know. I kind of had this idea of like building a sort of sort of more zany styled house and then maybe a lighthouse as well. But uh, someone's built a pillar over here. This is fun. It's it's fun to me because like you know I, I run this server and so it's always it's amusing of- to like log in to see where they've gone with it to see where they've gone with it in the game but then also to like log into the actual server side and like look at the logs and see who connected and when and well what what sneakiness is going on here (laughs) yeah well you know there's there's sort of a a pattern to when some of them connect right like they're only online certain hours of the day for example but uh it's uh I know it's been a pretty good, like, it's kind of, the idea was like, they only had one meeting where they actually did Minecraft, but then the idea was that I would keep the server on for them to, uh, explore and experiment with, you know, as they, as they saw fit. And, uh, they really took that and ran with it. So. Oh, good on them. But I have to spin up a Java server because we have a couple of youth that are, uh, Java only. And so I got to, that's my next project. You know, in addition to all the other projects. Sounds like you, you, sounds like you never, you never want for work. Uh, no, no, I almost never do actually. It's, uh, (laughs) there's always something. There is always something to, to, to tackle. And that's fine. I, I'm actually, hmm, all kinds of fun things to build with. Where, <sighs> where does he get all those wonderful toys? I actually watched uh, Tim Burton Batman the other night. Oh, really? Indeed. Yeah. It's uh, it 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 has aged pretty well. I mean, it's totally dated, but I mean, uh, I know some people will say that Batman Returns is better, but 
that one's that one's not bad. It's still not like I, the best was, iteration, I, in my opinion. But I, I don't know whether it's better per se. It's different. They 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 strive to do different things fundamentally. Well, I think that's kind of how everybody seems to approach Batman, right? Like, you know, the the Tim Burton take is very different than the Joel Schumacher take is very different than the uh, the, the uh, Batman sixty nine take. Well, okay, yeah. If you really want to go extreme, then yes, that is also true. Sometimes I, you just can't get rid of a bomb. Nah, I um, I unironically love Batman sixty six. Uh, uh, the reason I love it is because. If you look at the Batman comics in the early 60s, that's exactly how they were. Uh, so in reality, what they were doing with that show was accurately adapting Batman for the television show based on the comics. And I know that he was dark beforehand, but by the time it came to that, he wasn't really quite so dark anymore. And uh, the show is really, like, really funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that way. I know like growing up you get to a point where it's like, Oh, I want my Batman to be dark and gritty. Uh, and, and I think generally that's what you want with Batman, but uh, there's a charm. I'll say there's a charm. And of course it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that I would, it is one that I would watch after school just about every day if it was on. So when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember catching a few, um, we were catching a few here and there. It wasn't a regular watch for me, but like I definitely had some of it growing up. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's goofball. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's definitely it's, goofball. It's camp. It is absolutely glorious camp. And you just, and you just have to like not get into that mindset where you're not allowed, where you don't allow yourself to enjoy camp because then you're just, you're just ruining it for yourself. There is something to that. I uh, no, I was, but I was going to say um, the one that I was going for was Christopher Nolan, who offers a very different take again on the whole Batman concept. I'm kind of questionable. I, I don't really know how to. Go ahead. Just remember my childhood that my older brother for the, um, the Adam West Batman, he called that one the Big Belly Batman. and it's funny because like adam west was not like overweight i mean he's just a normal looking dude but in those type kind of tights it you know (laughs) yeah it's not very flattering this is an accurate statement (laughs) yeah but i i will give i will give adam west credit for one thing adam west did something that Really, the only person I know who did it as well as Adam West was William Shatner. Adam West learned how to sell Adam West. Oh yeah, there he is that with the times. <laughs> Regard, I mean, even when Batman was no longer a thing he was doing, Adam West could sell the the whole Adam West package. He did it does it better than almost anyone else I know. Well, yeah, and he kind of kept that up, like even past you know the batman days you know think of oh, some well of his, like, past well <laughs> past the batman days yeah think of like some of his guest appearances even on things like south park right and it's like okay like <laughs> he is adam, he west, is, adam west is the mayor of quahog yep. a family guy 
This is prime Adam West hamming up what everyone thinks of Adam West. Absolutely. And even though I wasn't the biggest fan of South Park, uh, I definitely appreciated the times when his character was on because it's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is funny. Goodness me. It's funny. We're all gaming tonight or some of us are at any rate. Probably most of us. I'm, I'm reorienting my uh, mod approach right now on here. I've pulled out a good bit that was really weird. I, I had I had one that was like unique landscapes and there were trees that were growing in the middle of bridges and just a lot of weirdness. So I just uh, I disabled a lot of that. Uh, pulled back a good bit. And now I'm kind of just playing around trying to find a good combination. Hopefully I'm not ruining my install, but if I do, it's not a really big deal. Let's reinstall again. Wait, what? <laughs> we will fix what is broken by replacing what is broken. Yeah, there's a lot of that sometimes. Well, sometimes you do just have to pave everything to build something new. Like I literally just did to my Minecraft house. Ha ha ha. Bang, bang. Minecraft the door. One thing I was really um, impressed to see, I logged into my old Minecraft account on the website. And I was able to obtain, um, I think it was a code. I don't remember. This was a few months back. I was able to obtain a code to get a copy of the Windows 10 version for free. Because, like, I think I, I think I bought the game, like, way back when it was, like, in beta or something. And uh, so I guess my copy to that entitled me, you know, from the Java version, entitled me to a free copy of the Windows version, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I think, I think that's, uh, yeah, that was still applicable, I think, when I bought my eldest a copy of, of Java. Which is nice. I mean... Like, I thought you were about to say that was that was illegal. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was definitely still a thing. That, uh, but I mean, like, it's one of those. It's one of those. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It's just it's one of those things where it's like this is nice, but at the same time, I I always wondered at the decision there. Like, I know that they're really trying to to push Bedrock forward, and I get why. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they and, and they've done wonders with Bedrock, right? Like it's, um, they're really pushing that. It's become the de facto, like it, it's it's where a lot of the. I mean, they're still working on Java, but like Bedrock is, I think, sort of where they're trying to push forward too. And it's obviously like that's what powers the Windows 10 version. That's what powers the mobile version. That's what powers the console versions for the most part. There's a couple of exceptions, and so that's where they're really sort of driving crossplay as much as they can which I think is really great. And that's what we have set up here on the scouting server is Bedrock. And, you know, we have people connecting from iPad and from Samsung tablets and from PC and from Xbox. And it's cool. Um, it's a shame that, but it's just always struck me that, you know, hey, you bought Java edition. Here's Bedrock edition. They can't play together, but have fun. <laughs> because Bedrock and Java remain to this day incompatible with each other. Yeah, so when Microsoft bought it, they basically uh, had it adapted to a whole new platform, is what you're saying. Yeah, the the Bedrock version is basically a straight-up rebuild of, of the game. And, I mean, I, I quite enjoy it. I've actually had it since Pocket Edition, but... Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, 
Uh, it's a what it is, I guess. Basically, it's a platform to do exactly what you're saying. It allows PC users to game with someone on Android or an iMac or something. Not iMac. Yeah, and I know crossplay was like always <laughs> the goal. Couldn't exactly play it on an iMac. Uh, no, I suppose you wouldn't really do that. <laughs> it's late, and I've I spent the afternoon uh, working on my lawn. And uh, actually, no, I think I think there there might be an Apple build. I'd have to check. I would really have to check. I I mean, it's been years and years and years since I've used a Mac, so I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to check. Whew, this is going to be a rough episode. That's okay, though. <laughs> We're all in a lot of practice. research! Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look. But, easily done. Minecraft.net. Games. Minecraft. Oh, they still list Minecraft Earth here, even though it's shutting down. Uh, eh. To soon be succeeded by Minecraft Mars. <laughs> All right. Minecraft for Windows. Compare platforms and features. <clears throat> okay. So I think if I'm reading this right, um, Bedrock is on. Oh, well, here. I want to play on PC, and in particular, I want to play on Mac. My choices are Java. I want to play on a computer. Uh, yep. Okay. So yeah, if I'm on the Minecraft website, it's like, what do you want to play on? I select computer. I select windows. It lets me choose between Java and bedrock. If I select Mac, I only get Java. So there you go. So technically if the iMac was competent enough, you could do the Java version. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm running it on an, the, 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 the PC that I have running Java edition and it runs it half decently, it, you know, enough that my kid doesn't complain about it. Um, and she's not the most patient person. Um, it's running an older core i5, I think a 3300, um, eight gigs of Ram, the video cards, like a GT 730, you know, just something really basic. So it ain't no, it ain't no amazing thing. I'm sure if you had a reasonably modern Mac, um, it would run just fine. Equally, I don't have benchmarks in front of me, so I don't know. Well, I think I'm going to call it a day on uh, the server. I'll build my house another time. But maybe just to wrap up. So one of the podcasts I listen to is called, um, well, it's it's by one password. It's called Random But Memorable. And like one password, that's the password manager I've been using for a few years now. And, you know, random but memorable, that's one of the philosophies for how to generate a good password for yourself. Um, I just say use a password manager and then you don't have to worry about the memorable part. Just keep it random. But for the longest time, they played this game uh, regarding pwned passwords. And so they would start with an initial password. And uh, from there, they would, you know, it's like, okay, well, how many times has this one been pwned? Or like, you know, uh, according to all, you know, according to have I been pwned, like how many times was this password used um, by different users? And so they would kind of, they'd kind of iterate through different passwords and basically I have to guess less or more than the last password in the list. So I thought I would play a version of that game, but uh, most played games on Steam in 2020, according to peak number of concurrent players. I have no idea well, Just here I'll way outside of my field of experience. Well, I already know that I've already got the games in front of me here. We're just going to do the same thing. You're going to guess more or less. 
I am merely so, referring to the fact that I am going to suck at this and suck hard. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm going to start with Among Us, okay? Among Us is going to be our baseline. And Among Us had its peak concurrent player base in, or yeah, in 2020, its peak number of concurrent players was 438,000. 438,440. Yeah. Is this leading into a slam on uh, Shroud of the Avatar? No. Although, for the record, it does not appear on this list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if okay. this leads into a slam on Shroud of the Avatar, not until that one dude reads about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's Among Us. 400, let's call it 438,000 concurrent players at peak in 2020. Dota 2. Do you think it had more or less? What was the first one? Among Us? Among Us at 438,000. would have less. Given the reach okay. of uh, Among Us, I would say that. That's just my personal thought. Any other thoughts? Just to be contrarian, because it was one of those big uh, eSports games, I'm going to say it had more. Well, uh, point goes to Hellgruff for that round. There you go. 794. Thousand peak concurrent. All right, let's try another one. Um, oh, hey, you're a Mountain Blade fan, aren't you, Clorthos? Oh yes, very much. So. Okay, well, Mountain Blade's on the list. So, uh, so the last number that we saw, Dota, seven hundred ninety-four thousand. Mountain Blade, less or more? Uh, I have to say less because people don't know about the game. I mean, my thought is typically it's a little more niche than that. I would actually be inclined to agree. Mm. And you are both right. 247,000. Okay. Although that's still impressive for peak concurrency. Oh, yeah, for what it is. I'm, I would guess that would be Warband, though, right? Or are we uh, talking possibly. Original? This data set does not discriminate in that regard. Okay. War, Warband was definitely the point where it took off. But yeah. Mm. All right. Let's try uh, another one here. Destiny 2. So, Mountain Blade, 247,000. Destiny 2, more or less? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one, because Destiny 2 was supposed to be really strong, but then they had issues. I don't know how, but, I, but that, that might not have affected their peak number. I kind of feel like I should abstain because I have no idea. I never, never played Destiny Two. I have no. I've never played it either. I just, I just know stuff about it indirectly. Do you ever play Dota Two? You guessed on that one. <laughs> no, I haven't played Dota Two either. Basically, all, all, all the suppositions I'm making are based on essentially how much hype I run into regarding the game online. Destiny has definitely had a lot of hype behind it, but you are right. It has also had a lot of issues. So do you think it had a little bit more? What was, more? The, what, was the, what was the number on Mountain Blade? So Mount and Blade was 247,000. That was its peak concurrent player base in 2020. Destiny 2, less or more? Ooh, that, that is a high bar to clear. Um... I'll say less, but I'll say it's going to be close. All right. Clordos. I'm going to say less. I'm going to, I'm going to agree. And you're both right. And it was actually pretty close. 241,000. So kind of just right up there. 
Slightly edged out by mount and blade, though. All right. Um, let's try... Ooh. Ah, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of a game with issues. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going straight from... We're going straight from one from one game with issues directly to another, huh? <laughs> yep. Our theme today is games that were games that had problems. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 really is, isn't it? Starting with Oblivion. Maybe I should just load up Shroud of the Avatar and see how far we get. <laughs> now you're I doing. Now you're doing it on purpose. How juvenile. I should really log in and move something in my lighthouse. But anyways. so Like, like say, the light. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, I think the light moves by itself. But maybe I could put a candle on a table. Get a bunch of mirrors. See, see if you can get this uh-huh. lighthouse to go total disco ball. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the physics model in the game is that advanced. Is that robust, right? <laughs> you're saying it's, are you saying it's not? Have I... Uh, Has my liege lord lied to me? Well, I mean, I didn't... uh, Say it ain't so. Right, right. Uh, There's a lot of that with Shroud. Cyberpunk. He's too busy busy diving under the sea right now. Well, I think he's back, but yes, he's been talking about it a lot on Twitter. Some of the marine species they were able to capture samples of. And here are three marine species that we'll know about feature in new Hollywood blockbuster horror movies. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you i don't know the one i saw looked more like a shrimp so not the most terrifying you, thing you have you heard about blood shrimp i've heard about mantis shrimp um are, the, are they the ones with the 16 color cones in their eyes uh and the and it, like bullet speed stabby claws yeah. yeah yeah okay so yeah we're we're talking the same thing yeah yeah sure they don't look terrifying and then, and then suddenly you're dead. <laughs> yeah, and then they are. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, back to Cyberpunk 2077. Um, Destiny 2 had 241,000. That was their peak number of concurrent players in 2020. Cyberpunk, more or less? I'm going to gamble on this one and say less. A lot more. All right. It was a gamble and loss. Yep. This is, uh, looks like they just crested a million. Uh, at peak concurrent. See, everybody was going crazy over that game. I mean, I, you yeah. Know. Well, it had a it had a really strong launch. It was just what followed. <laughs> yeah, you see that that's the thing. When you have a, a launch and crash, it's hard to say where they're going to actually end up in terms of peak numbers. Yeah, and and admittedly, like you know, the uh, the the title of the uh, the data set here does kind of give it away, right? We're looking at peak. We're not looking at you know sort of long haul performance necessarily. That said, speaking of things with long haul performance, um, how about PUBG, Player Unknown Battlegrounds? What was the what was the peak number for Cyberpunk? Uh, just over one million. Ooh, ooh, this is this is I, one million forty eight thousand. I feel like this is going to be another close one. Yeah, this but, sounds like a fifty fifty to me. Yeah, this is this is going to be another close one. I think either way, but. Um, I'm going to go with the high end. I remember PUBG was really running like some outrageous claims at one point. And it definitely is on more platforms than Cyberpunk. That also. So I'm, I'm going to say higher. All right. How about you, Clodos? 
I'll go ahead and say less. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I think it's a bit go less. either way. It's a bit less. Okay. About 906,000. Wow. All right. What do we got? Yeah, I got a few more here. Ooh, here's a fun one. GTA 5. So now we're GTA 5 and PUBG. Yeah, we're jumping from PUBG at 906,000 to GTA 5. At unknown. <laughs> Funnily enough. Yeah. I, def- I, de- I definitely would not know offhand. Well, this is just uh, a game of less or more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm we're saying... Basically just playing, we're basically just playing card sharks with internet popularity contests. <laughs> Where's the game show host? Oh, wait, it's Kenneth. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, that one should have been obvious. Com- complete with game show host humor. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have really watched yeah. game shows. So The, the, uh, the, the most seriously I, I, I watched just... a game show was actually like, you know... Uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell's take on Alex Trebek, not actually Alex I'm, Trebek. Uh, I'm just going to say you might want a little aloe. Uh, it's uh, all I'd, good. I'll watch The Price is Right, but specifically I'll look on YouTube for one from the 70s or 80s. Mm. Uh, Bart There's a few um, seasons of Jeopardy that your, were on Netflix. Remember to always have your pet spayed or neutered. Ba-dumps. All right. So, less or more? Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, I'd say more. I think this is going to be another close race. So in the interest of, you know, just not agreeing on everything, I'll actually go less. Quite a lot less, actually. 267,000. So quite a significant drop over uh, PUBG there. Yeah. Eh, like I said, while I I overestimated just how high they went, PUBG did have some crazy numbers posting for a while. They, they did, and probably still do. Probably still do. But, uh... <laughs> Especially because, you know, Fortnite is still off the App Store, but PUBG is not. Uh, okay, got a couple more left here. Terraria. And our and the last game, where, the last number we're comparing it to was what? 267,000. Ooh. Hmm. How popular is ter- Terraria? Terraria. It's popular enough that I've heard Terraria. of it, but not popular, not I don't know if it's popular enough to 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 to, bo- to boast those numbers or not. Unfortunately, I'm well, it's on this list, so <laughs> yeah. But this list has had a product range between two hundred thousand and over a million, so it's not like You're the right. titles are totally are, are exactly internally inconsistent here. You are right. This is one of those cases where it's on this list doesn't actually help. It's 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 a popular enough game, at least though. Uh, I don't imagine the developers are hurting. I think it's like a fairly said, small team that put like that together. I said, I, I've heard of it. I just don't have a good enough feel to be really comfortable with it. What was uh, what was the last one's numbers again? Uh, those were. Excuse me, I tabbed away here. <clears throat> uh, shoot, what were we looking at? We were looking at Grand Theft Auto, it right? Two hundred sixty-seven. Two hundred sixty-seven. Two hundred sixty-seven thousand. I'm going to say less. I'm going to say it's not a lot less, but I'm going to say less. I'll say less. That's fine. Mm. I think it's I would actually agree with more. Four hundred eighty-two thousand. Wow. So it even well, beat Among Us. Yeah. To be honest, Among Us's big surge was. I felt Among Us had more popularity. Not. Because of sheer volume of players, but because 
of essentially the storyline and related issues. So it's not really, it wasn't really so much a how many people are playing it at once as and wow, how much of an experience this is. It's kind of like the vibe that Planescape Torment picked up, like not when it was initially sold, but later on. Oh yeah, Among Us was trucking along for years with a player base measured in the dozens. Yeah, there's your there's your answer right there now, ain't it? Yep. And then you know, all of a sudden, everyone's locked up indoors, and here's a game that you can you know play ad hoc with friends. And a few, like I mean, it was definitely helped too when a few of the bigger name streamers picked it up and were just like, "Hey guys, this is really fun." Um, hey guys, well think, of- hey guys, I think the milk's gone bad. Try it. <laughs> well, I, and I mean, you know what? The developers have been the Inner Sloth were actually thinking of discontinuing it, right? Of just like closing it down. Yeah, they uh, and all they, of a sudden, they, you know, got, yeah, they got their lucky break at just the right moment, essentially. <laughs> yep, and well, a lucky break, but at the same time, it made for a, a frantic weekend or two of you know basically just provisioning more and more and more servers as the player base uh, ballooned. <laughs> Build more servers. Build more servers. <laughs> right. How many AOS and AWS instances can we spin up at once? Because <laughs> we need all of them. Um, guys, guys, our infrastructure was not equipped for this. We need more hardware now. <laughs> it's just funny because, you know, like, again, coming back to the scouts, they would play werewolf and, well, uh, more werewolf than mafia. But either way, like, it's the same rule set. And that's the Among Us, like, that's all Among Us is, is it's basically just a video game based around that concept. A little bit pared back. You don't have quite all the same well, rules to play, but... It's, 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 it's that on concept, but then they added, they, they wisely added in additional elements, like, like the tasks you need to complete. Yes. Yeah, just to give the non-imposters something to do. And... and but also it provides a certain amount of pressure because the imposters have to at least look like they're trying to complete tasks or become yep. or it tends to become more obvious call out to oh look this guy is probably sus <laughs> my my daughter has literally got like most of the different well i mean some of the tasks are you know you can't time them reliably like there's a wiring task where you have to like, you know, match blue wire to blue wire, red wire to red wire. Um, and that's going to vary exactly. based on players, but there's some tasks like the download task that take a discrete and repeatable amount of time. And so, yeah, my daughter has gotten very good at kind of watchdogging the time, ta- the timeable tasks. And, uh, it's like someone, uh, takes a little too long or doesn't take quite long enough. Then it's like emergency meeting. I suspect. Yep. 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 Anyways. Um, okay. Got two more left here. Terraria was at 482,000. Monster Hunter World. Okay. If I remember correctly, this is one of those ones that's big in, that is big in outside of the U.S. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if this one actually did manage to top Terraria. So I'm going to say up. All right. Clorthos? I can agree with that. Again, I, I really don't really have a, don't have a frame of reference there. I'll warn you, my frame of reference is the fact that I spend a lot of time on Tumblr and other internet sites. So mm. my, uh, my frame of reference is interesting, but not always correct. <laughs> well, speaking of frames of reference, let's keep in mind, too, that we're talking about Steam here. And... 
while I do grant that Monster Hunter World probably does have a very large player base worldwide and across consoles, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, um, and through other PC storefronts, on Steam, it only came in at 284,000. Well, there you go. Okay, last one. CSGO. I'm sorry, what? Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Given the type of game it is, probably more. So yeah, I, I concur. It's also only available on Steam, I believe, being a Valve game. And top of the top of the pile, just over 1.3 million. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, that was this one was that one was basically a no contest. Yeah. Well, if they put it up against that other one that had done over a million, you know, that might have been that might have been a closer guessing game to have to play, but pretty much. Ah. So, anyways, there is that. There's a few more uh, bits of stats that I've found, so I'll probably, as we do other episodes, I'll try and and bake some of those in. But uh, there you go. If you want to join the Ultima Dragons, you can do so at udic.org, where you can choose your very own dragon name. You can also find the Ultima Dragons on Facebook. We have a Facebook group there. And you can follow at Ultima Dragons on Twitter or join them on Discord. And if you're feeling really old school, you can even fire up a Telnet client and check out the Wearmount. Hit up the show notes for links to all of these. If you want to participate more directly in the podcast, you can send us an email. Or if you're feeling a little bit braver, leave us a voice message in one of three places, the podcast website, our Facebook page, or on anchor.fm. And you're also welcome to join us on our Discord server to chat with us, to lurk, or even contribute to podcast recordings when they happen. And again, links in the show notes. If you'd like to support Spam 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 Humbug, you can do so at patreon.com slash ultimacodex, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to episodes the day before they go live to the general public. You'll also get access to behind-the-scenes audio when we have some to share, and possibly other interesting content. But we also welcome your moral support. You can like the Ultima series on Facebook, follow at ultimacodex on Twitter, or leave the podcast a review on iTunes. And you're also welcome to share our episodes with your friends and social media circles. Spam 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 Humbug is a production of the Ultima Codex. You can find show notes online at spamspamspamhumbug.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be virtuous. Be virtuous.